0: This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. Hey, Grateful Ones. Before we start, find yourself in a comfortable space and take three deep breaths. I know it's been tough for all of us, so let's take this time to feel whatever you're feeling as you take a deep breath in. Take in love, kindness, joy, and gratitude. And as you exhale, let go of any pain, anger, regret, or discomfort you're feeling right now. Welcome to After 30 with Gar Erigel, a 30-something reminding you to take deep breaths and live with gratitude as we talk love, life, fear, relationships, career, sex, food, money, good books, and how life is so much different and oddly the same after 30. I post new episodes every Thursday. Follow at After 30 with Gada Erigel on Instagram and Facebook to stay updated.
2: Welcome to another episode of After 30 with Cara Erigel. I hope you're all safe and well. Today, we talk about love. What is love? Just kidding. With Valentine's Day just around the corner, the status of our love lives are starting to become a little more amplified. You can almost literally smell the energy in the air. I am a strong believer of energies we humans are all energetic beings what we emit via our thoughts and emotions is how we attract and manifest things in our lives good or bad positive or negative i have learned quite a lot in the introductory experience i've had with theta healing and manifestation and one of the most important things i learned and now keep reminding myself is that things happen for us not to us. Shout out to my guest. Meaning everything that happens in our lives are our own manifestations and they are happening because they are still serving us somehow. Our lives up until this very moment is our manifestation, whether we consciously realize it or not. Today, this moment is something we've created for ourselves. Yes, even the painful parts. Today, we talk about love. And no, we're not defining love. We're talking about how you can attract The love that you want. Now, like I mentioned, I only have introductory knowledge on manifestation. And luckily, we have someone on the show that I also manifested guesting to start the year with. And man, does manifesting work. I think I can now call her somewhat my mentor, Asuki on the podcast, so to speak, theta healer and instructor podcast host, founder of Third Eye Wellness and soulmate slash relationship slash self-love coach who just recently launched her soulmate magnet coaching program designed for single women. Everybody, please welcome back on the podcast,
1: Sanaya Gurnamal. Hi, Sanaya. Hi, Kara. It is so great to be back on this this podcast. I love being with you on um, on your podcast because our conversations are just so refreshing, so interesting. And I have to say, the intro you set up is just. Perfect. I mean, I was already like, "Oh yeah, that's exactly what I'm gonna say." Oh my God, yeah, <laughs> that's the point I wanted to make. Like you had it nailed down. So even though you've just done an introduction, you obviously understand how things work, and that's the most important thing. Is you know, it's all about the energy. It's what you're putting out there. What you're attracting. And I have to say, you know, you said something about people being in relationships. And the thought that came into my mind is, you know, if someone is not in their, you know, like dream relationship, if they're not with their soulmate, the first thing I want to put out there is it's because they haven't let themselves be in a relationship like that they haven't allowed it so on some level they're blocking it so I'm so excited to talk to you on today's episode about attracting love yes me too thank you so much I'm so
2: so excited to dive deeper into this conversation with you because I do have a lot of questions but I want to start with so like I mentioned like our our thoughts and feelings our energies that um emit a signal to the universe yes whatever we put out into the universe makes its way back to us right now how do we take control of our energy and be more mindful of what we put out there so that we attract the energy that we want like sanaya where do we even even begin
1: yeah you know you actually said it Kara. you said how do we be more mindful that's it be more mindful Okay, it's all about having awareness. It's not really about judging, you know, am I doing the right or the wrong thing? Did I say what I should have said? It's really not about kind of like second guessing yourself or even, you know, criticizing yourself if you've said the wrong thing or done the wrong thing. It's simply being mindful, but starting with awareness. You know, why am I behaving this way? What am I thinking and putting out there? You know, it's really just being kind of like the silent observer of yourself in your life you have to get to know yourself you have to know you know what are the things that moves you that move you what are the things that trigger you you know why do you have this kind of irritation inside what is going on so it's asking those questions it's observing and it's getting to know yourself better just like when you start dating someone right on your first date you're already observing the person you're seeing how they behave how they respond to things how they react to the things you say. You're watching their body language. You're looking into their eyes. You know, you're observing how they dress and how they carry themselves. You know, we do a lot of this with the people we meet, but I think that the most important relationship we should be focusing on is the one we have with ourself. So- So starting with you and getting to know who you are and what kind of energy are you putting out there? Are you just putting a lot of negative energy? Are you feeling a lot of negative emotions? Or are you generally kind of cruising and neutral in your life? Or on the flip side, are you happy? You know, do you react positively to events in your life? You're just kind of tuning in, which actually is the first step for me. When it comes to taking that journey to like your soulmate, it's tuning into who you are, what you want, you know, how you're feeling. And as you get to know yourself better, you have a better sense of your likes and your dislikes. You have a better sense of situations you want to avoid, situations that would trigger you or make you feel uncomfortable. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you get to know You know, where to put yourself or how to direct yourself better, which will lead to more successful outcomes, better experiences. You know, you're less likely to be like confused or lost or disconnected because you've done the work to actually understand who you are.
2: That's so important. The last thing that you said, you're less likely to feel disconnected and actually imagine not knowing enough about yourself. Or even thinking that somebody else can heal you or it's somebody else's responsibility to take care of you and make you feel happy and jumping into that relationship. Then you ask yourself in the middle of it, Who, why am I lost? I'm, I'm starting to lose myself and you blame the other person. You're taking all of me. I'm losing myself. When in fact, you didn't even have yourself fully yet when you entered the relationship. And it's also unfair for the other person, right? Gosh, No, I'm I'm taking like a trip back to like my past relationships and how
1: I was before. My goodness. goodness. No, you're absolutely right, Kara. because, you know, often we have these, you know, things we're missing in our life. Um, Maybe I'm missing nurturing or I don't feel safe or there's something that, you know, I'm constantly looking for, probably because that's an experience I didn't get in my childhood or I didn't fulfill it. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's just that I didn't get a chance to because of circumstances in my life. And then you spend your life searching for it outside of you. Okay. And sometimes we want somebody else to nurture us, to love us, to make us feel complete. You know, we look for somebody else to kind of make us feel special, all of those things. And then initially we find the person and they do all these things. Cause it's like the courtship, right? It's the beginning of a relationship. You have the time, it's the chase. It's kind of like, you know, the excitement, the honeymoon period. And then Mm -hmm. eventually they pull away because they get busy in their lives and they Mm -hmm. can't give you what you were drawn to them for. You know, that feeling that they were kind of fulfilling in you, that's what made you attracted to them. That's what made you want to be around them all the time. They start pulling that away because maybe they just don't have the capacity to give it to you. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you're back to square one. You're in a relationship but you're not getting that thing that you were seeking. You wanted them to give it to you. And then you know what it leads to? Unfulfilled expectations, disappointment, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and that's when you start fighting. You'll notice it It happens in a relationship and you start fighting about like, oh, you don't have time for me anymore. Or you never, you know, you never pay attention anymore. You never take me out to dinner anymore. So all those things start to come because, Mm -hmm. You know, you got all of it in the beginning of the relationship and you needed it to feel more fulfilled. And then suddenly it disappears or it dwindles because life happens. And that's Mm -hmm. when relationships don't really survive that kind of rocky period. Or you've got two unhappy people in a relationship. So it doesn't really bode well for anybody.
2: (laughs) Right. Okay. Well, you mentioned um, limiting beliefs and blocks now these are words i'm sort of familiar with because i have done uh therapy and i have done theta healing with you right so i have a um somewhat a about, like surface level definition of of these words like, i kind of know what they mean but what are they limiting beliefs and
1: blocks and how do they affect us and our relationships mm, that's a really good question cara so limiting beliefs blocks when i'm talking when i'm referring to that What I mean is, you know, there are things we believe about ourselves, what we believe about love and relationships, and what we believe about how another person should behave in a relationship with us. Okay. These are things we've learned. You can say that is how we understand relationships. And so that becomes kind of like our manual for how things should be. And if those things we believe are working for us and they're positive, they're good, then all right, we've got no problem. But most of us carry a lot of these negative beliefs, things that we believe that are faulty. They're not actually how things should be. It's just what we saw growing up. For example, I once had a a student who believed that relationships are a burden. Why? Because she saw her mother struggling with a relationship. You know, it was just like the, the, the mom had to always take care of everything. Like everything was on her shoulders. And this student of mine grew up watching her mother not really ever being happy and always feeling like she had to take care of things. It was like a responsibility. It was like a burden. And so she grew up with this association between relationships and it being a responsibility. So it's no fun. It's not like, you know, I want to be in a relationship because it's exciting and fun. And, you know, I love having someone around. It's more like, You know what? I'm better off alone because if I'm with somebody, I have to take care of them and I have to take care of all the stuff that comes along with being in a relationship with another person. So this negative association was their negative belief, Mm -hmm. or you could say the block that was kind of keeping them away from moving into a relationship. They were actually running away from it. Okay. And there are all kinds, varieties of different blocks and beliefs that a person could hold just based on the experiences that they saw growing up. Okay. And so, even the fears we hold about relationships, those are limiting beliefs. Okay. Those are the blocks. It might be fears, it might be, you know, the feeling of um, low self esteem. I'll never be good enough for the other person. That would be another form of a block. So, we're all coming into our life with these different programs, I call them. And they're either gonna lead us to our goals or they're gonna keep us away from our goals. So if you aren't you know, getting to where you want in your life, for example, in the context of relationships, if you aren't with your, you know, with your dream guy, with your idea, you're not in your ideal relationship, okay, then you have a block, okay? Mm-hmm. It's not random, it's not a coincidence, you're just not allowing yourself to get there and the reason is these blocks or beliefs that you aren't really aware of but if you were to dig deep you'll see them you'll see the patterns you'll see the beliefs and you'll actually like be able to take it back to where it started and often it would have started in a relationship you saw growing up it might be your parents it might be you know a relationship your first relationship you know, mm-hmm. your childhood crush, which turned into like the love of your life. And then it turned out to be something that broke your heart. So mm-hmm. all these experiences then set up certain expectations or right. ideas about what relationships look like. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so that's why um, I think it's so important to, to understand this and to recognize that I'm the only person that's standing in the way between where I am right now and what I want. I really, really love that because it
2: makes us feel like, yes, we are in control. You know, we are in control. It is like things don't just happen to us and they're just like, oh, you don't just sit in the corner and be like, it's happening to me again. I'm so kawawa. You know, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, you're not feeling that way is not valid. I'm not saying you shouldn't feel that way. I'm just saying, oh, it's nice that, okay, give yourself a few give yourself some time to yes feel that but also acknowledge the fact that hey this is happening because of these reasons and i can actually do something about it and mm-hmm. i love how you know this whole um program of yours is ex- exactly that you know you can take control of it and you know as you were talking about the limiting beliefs and blocks like i remember because i have discussed this in in some therapy sessions and mine was still is somehow that relationships are turbulent. Like relationships, like love is not love unless it's turbulent, unless there's drama, unless I fight for it, unless, yeah. you know, that is my, and it's still, and I have been working through it. I have worked through a lot of it, but it's still, that's mine. That's mine. And at yeah. least I know that I can work on it. And I, I have, somehow let that go and you know just a little bit related to that another block of mine i used to think i had a sign on my forehead in college (laughs) that said i only date cheaters and assholes like literally because well i did Uh, uh, how would you describe this pattern and why do a lot of women get
1: attracted to
2: emotionally unavailable or emotionally abusive men
1: so this is actually the cornerstone of why I, you know, even made this program, the soulmate magnet. Okay. Kara, because I was seeing over and over again, people who were being betrayed or cheated on. And it always goes back to one or both parents cheated in their relationship with each other, or there was a second family. There was some kind of betrayal. And so I was like, wait a minute. If my client's coming to me and they are experiencing cheating and betrayal, then almost always we come back to childhood and it's happened there, okay? And what ends ends up happening is they keep attracting the same kind of relationship, the cheater, the asshole. And I was like, oh, this is kind of a very clear pattern. It's like A plus B equals C. You have a child who witnesses cheating in the childhood. They will grow up to more likely than not experience some form of cheating in their own life, okay? And it's kind of like full circle. You come right back to where you started. And I saw this with other things as well. Um, Emotionally unavailable. I've worked with women who, you know, always get attracted to emotionally unavailable men. Well, guess what happens? The women are the ones who are emotionally unavailable. So conveniently, they attract another emotionally unavailable person Because now they don't have to be emotionally available. And it's easier to blame the other person. You're the unavailable one. You're the emotionally distant one. It's not me because we don't want to see the flaws and faults in ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. It's uncomfortable. We don't want to see what we are doing. Yeah. Okay. We prefer to kind of put it onto another person. And that's Mm -hmm. like the whole blame game, right? We don't Mm -hmm. want to take the responsibility. So whenever someone says, oh, I always attract emotionally avoidant people. I'm like, wait a minute, tell me about you. <laughs> tell me how you are in relationships, right? <laughs> and so often they are emotionally unavoidant themselves. Yeah. And then if you dig a little deeper, you've got at least one emotionally unavailable parent in the relationship. Whether the parent is actually, you know, out of the country working abroad. So you've got the whole OFW situation, right? Mm-hmm. So they are absent for that reason, for work or they are present, but busy working, the parent, Mm -hmm. or they are present and because of, you know, some kind of conflict within the family, usually between the mother and father, one or more parent becomes distant from the child because they are so wrapped up in their own drama. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then you've got these kind of issues. And the the best one yet, because it's my story, right? Mm. Is when you attract people, who have commitment issues and you keep dating or, you know, you're, you're attracted to that, like bad guy, or you're attracted to mm-hmm. the guy who's never going to love you back the way you want him to. Right. So it's like, you always attract the commitment Mm-hmm. Right. So that's what I, that's what I was doing for like years. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? Why do I keep attracting these kinds of guys? Like, oh my God, it's these men. They just, don't want like they don't know how to commit they're afraid and blah 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 blah. and I was like why does this keep happening to me until one day I had this kind of like flash of insight and I'm like wait a minute they're not the people with the commitment problem it's me <laughs> I'm afraid of being in a relationship I'm the one with the commitment issue so <laughs> well, of course I'm gonna attract or fall in love or get a you know go after the non-committal relationship you know the person who doesn't want to commit? So it makes me—it it easy for me, right? Mm-hmm. I'm safer because they don't want to commit and I have a commitment issue. So we are in the perfect relationship where nobody <laughs> has to commit to each other. Like everybody's happy. But meanwhile, I'm whining and complaining about like, why am I in this relationship? And you know what the key is? The key is I keep doing it and I keep staying in that kind of a relationship, which means either I'm a sucker for pain or this is really what I want yeah okay so when I kind of realized that I was like whoa (laughs) a whoa moment and I'm like I'm done I do not want to be in this cycle in this pattern and so I did the work and um you know you've probably heard this story before either on the podcast or in our conversations and you know I did the work in in a month I well actually from the time I did that work a week later I met my now husband and we were engaged in a month after we met so you know after that it was just but it's really about you know becoming aware of those blocks and Mm -hmm. result like healing them resolving them getting them out of the way so you can actually find the love that you want exactly that's so crazy everything you mentioned like in the
2: like the examples so of having an absentee parent, having a, an emotionally unavailable parent, having a, a parent who cheated, a second family to that. They were all checks for me. <laughs> and I was both. I was looking for emotionally unavailable men, um, cheaters. And at the same time, I was, well, same. But I was looking for men who were afraid to commit. And I always thought, but I always wanted to be like, I'm always the one who's trying to pull them to me and, Keep the relationship and stay in the relationship. And then I got married. And then now it's my husband who's telling me, You're not 100% committed to this. I'm not feeling you. I'm like, What? I've always been that. Oh, wait a minute. Oh,
1: that's what. <laughs> yep. It <was> exactly. Me. <laughs> <laughs> it's always me, right, Carol. We've had it's this all- conversation. Yes. Right. I told you, like, I think on the first episode, you and I ever chatted on. Right. And I was like, Kara, it's always you. It's a bitter pit pill to swallow. I know, you know, I'm going to call that out already. Don't get <laughs> mad at me. But the truth is, it's always you. And look, I live by that. Mm-hmm. It's about taking responsibility for everything in your life. And you know what? With that comes power, right? Because if I take responsibility for everything in my life, then I have the power to change it. So as uncomfortable as that is to have to be like, it's always me and everybody else gets gets off scot-free, at the end of the day, you can only change what you have control over. Okay? And Mm -hmm. if you recognize the power you hold in your own life, then you actually can wield that power. You can use it. You can create change with it. Like, that's win-win. Do just kind of have to get from like, yikes, it's me, and oh my God, to like, all right, let me now do something about it. Let me look for a solution. I love that. I'm Sandra,
0: and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role
2: I love how, like, kanina Pa like, off um, off the record, you were talking about, you know, Soulmate Magnet, like, this program of yours, and I immediately thought of a song, like, this new Miley Cyrus song, and as you were saying that now, I thought of a Taylor Swift song, maybe it's a past DJ in me, but it's, you know, her, Um, I forget the title, but in the lyrics, she says, it's me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me, and that's, and, you know, it's a Taylor Swift song, yeah, but it's also a powerful statement to be You know, allow to have it to put out into the world and have all these younger girls or younger people um, listen to and embody as well, like accepting the fact, taking accountability, being responsible for your own feelings, responsible for your own healing, because that's something that you have control over. And everybody else around you, there's really nothing you can do about that. How you react to them is what you can do something about, right? Now, healing, healing yourself, taking that's something you can, uh, you have control over. Now, how does, just to kind of amplify this um, point, right? How does healing affect our relationship with ourselves first and
1: others? Oh, I love this question because I can tell you something that I figured out. Um, and this is also a really important statement for me and the program that I've created. We attract our energetic equivalent in a partner, okay? So I'm gonna say that again. We attract our energetic equivalent in a partner, okay? So where you are in your own life, you're gonna like magnetically attract someone who's exactly there, but it's gonna look different, okay? So for example, if I am an insecure person, I'm gonna attract someone who might be equally insecure Or I might attract someone who is likely to put me in situations where I do feel insecure. Where like, we match, we fit. You know, our problems actually work really well together, you know, to kind of knock us, you know, with a hammer. Um, So, you know, if you're struggling with with self-esteem, you're going to get kind of a similar vibration type of person. And maybe for them, it's not self-esteem, it's something else, but they're struggling in a similar way. And so Mm -hmm. you've got like, you know, two people who have all this baggage coming into the relationship. So it's always like you attract your likeness. There's a similarity. Mm -hmm. And so that makes it, you know, it's not very easy to be with someone who is struggling the way you are in your life, right? And so the more work you do on yourself, the more healed you are, the better quality, okay? It kind of sounds weird to talk about a person's <laughs> quality, but it's like the better quality of individual you will attract into your life, mm-hmm. okay? And let me kind of put it into, put it into context or, or to give you some examples to illustrate what I'm saying. If you treat yourself like a goddess Like I'm totally like self-pampering, love myself. I'll go out and buy myself flowers because I want to, I think I deserve it, right? You're going to attract a partner who's going to shower you with love and attention because that's the relationship you have with yourself. You've already set that bar. Mm -hmm. You know, this is who I am. This is kind of what I get from myself. You're going to attract a partner who's going to do that and more for you. Mm -hmm. But if you're constantly putting other people first, You will attract a partner, okay? You're probably going to constantly put them first and they're not going to do that back for you, Mm -hmm. okay? So it's like you almost get your partner who's going to give you the lessons you need also to learn what you're supposed to learn, which isn't fun, right? Mm -hmm. That's not fun, okay? The more you heal, the more blocks you clear, the higher your vibration, And when you think about it that way, right, someone who's constantly, you know, angry, upset, complaining, their vibration is a lot lower as a baseline than someone who's feeling empowered and happy and generally positive, right? Vibrationally, these are different people
0: and you'll Mm -hmm. know it.
1: So if I were to walk into a room and I were to like have a conversation with someone who's very negative, you don't feel that great. So you pick up on that vibration. You kind of feel like, suck dry, you know, uh-huh. we call them like, you know, like they, they take your energy, the energy takers or, and then if you go and talk to the other person who's like really just vibrant and positive and hopeful about life, optimistic, you feel uplifted. So vibrationally you're higher and they bring you up higher. You see that? So people uh-huh. are at different levels of vibration. Now, negative people tend to attract other negative people because <laughs> it's yeah. a magnet, uh-huh. right? And, and it's just of the law of the universe, we attract similar energies, vibrations to us, right? So if mm-hmm. you are that kind of lower vibration person, and it could be because you're bitter about your relationships, or you've had a rough life. You know, there are lots of reasons why your vibration might be low. You mm-hmm. could be depressed, you could be struggling with something, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's the kind of more of those experiences you're gonna attract, and you're gonna attract people that way, okay? So healing is about taking your vibration from that low level to the higher level because you're letting go of all that negativity, right? You're forgiving the past. You're releasing the anger. You're resolving stuff in your life. And with each healing, you are taking your vibration up, right? And so Mm -hmm. what happens is down here where the energy is low, the energy is very dense and heavy, So when you want to manifest something, your manifestation or your thought has to go out in the universe, but it's all negative, slow moving energy around you. So it's going to take a really long time, if at all, for your manifestation to go out and come back to you. And the more you clean up your issues, blocks, limiting beliefs, the higher your vibration. And as you know, when vibration goes up, energy becomes lighter. There's Mm -hmm. more space. There's more movement, molecules are moving faster. So when you put a thought out there, it literally like goes out and comes back to you. And I've also talked about that with respect to manifestation. So if you wanna be a good manifester, you gotta be in a very high vibration and you gotta keep moving that vibration higher. And there are activities you can do like meditation, you know, you can do um, introspection, you can do healing, you can do yoga. These are all things that lighten your like vibe. And part of what I do with my um, students or people I work with in my program is help them to release the past so that they can take their vibration to a level where manifestation, attraction is really easy. And you're only going to attract someone who's in that level. You're not Mm going to attract someone who's in that kind of lower vibration. You're going to attract someone who's like energetically your equivalent in that higher, lighter space. Does that make sense? I mean, I know I went Sort of like physics um and i don't want to make it too complicated but it really is about that you attract your like like attracts like that's the law of attraction and it has a lot to do with our vibration
2: no it makes complete sense and as you were describing it like how i was saying it was like um imagine like what you want to manifest like all the good things that you want for your life it's like um, all here if it's filled with negative energy and then the, the negative energy is like paperweight. And instead of it just like, you know, being thrown out into the universe so it can come back to you. Voila, it's just like, it's heavy. It's, stuck. it's, it's stuck there. And, and absolutely, yeah. And energy, like people's energies are also like a very tricky thing for me. At least I have a, a Hubble question for that because sometimes like um, you meet, you, you come into a room, you meet a person who, seems like they have high energy seems like they're all positive um and so they're all la, 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 la. they're loud they come to you they're laughing they're um you know um they're just very uh flamboyant exuberant. vibrant exuberant yeah. there you go that's the word but then after you talk to them you realize you feel heavy and empty and like ah. and what i get from that now after having gone through theta healing and you know familiarizing myself with i guess different sorts of energies and vibrations like to me now it feels like oh that was such a fake put on energy how do you what is that is it does that make sense like how i was trying to describe it
1: yeah so that's actually um really an interesting uh thing to talk about so here's how it works okay um We are like channels of energy. We take in energy from the universe, it passes through us, and then we put that energy out to people, okay? Mm -hmm. So if you understand anything about chakras, you know, it's a two-way kind of funnel. You take in energy and you put it out. So what ends up happening is when we are these open channels, okay, then we kind of like radiate out that energy And it's a very positive energy. And it's coming not necessarily from inside us. It is coming through us. It's like universal energy. Now, if you are someone who is putting it on, that's not who you're, that's not like your authentic self, okay? And that's the different about that. That's the difference about that energy. It's not really the universal energy that they're sharing. They're using their own physical energy with all Mm. its like stuff that, you know, you've accumulated over time and they're forcing it out because they're trying to be something that they're not chances are one or more of their chakras are blocked they're not able to take in proper energy from the universe and they're using a lot of their own energy to Mm -hmm. create a personality and push it on to other people okay so it's not universal energy or feeling that's why it feels heavy Mm -hmm. okay it's their own kind of need to impress you or need to kind of appear a certain way it's coming from it's driven by some sense of lack that's why it feels heavy because anytime we aren't our authentic true self right we're coming from a place where I can't be myself or I feel you know the pressure to be someone else or I need to impress there's some kind of like negative influence you know in our space that is mm-hmm. directing our behavior or mm-hmm. our actions. And so we feel that heaviness because it's coming from someone's lack and they're trying to compensate for it with whatever you know, they're putting out there with you in a conversation. So this is kind of a little complex. Um, I hope I simplified it. But uh, the idea is, you know, you know, your, your body feels good energy and it tries to avoid kind of that negative juju, right? So there are yeah. people who make you feel good, and that's who you will want to gravitate towards. And there are people whose vibration is just different from yours. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's when you're going to walk away from the conversation, just not feeling great. But I think it's very important to have compassion mm-hmm. for people who aren't able to kind of get there, you know, cause they're struggling and they don't know that there's an option to heal or or so on. And so I I see people of different vibrations all the time, right? Mm -hmm. That's, That's really what I do. And what I see is the potential of someone. But you can only do that when you are energetically secure. You know, if you have done enough work on yourself that you can protect yourself, you can secure yourself, then it doesn't matter what, is happening around you, you'll be okay. But that takes a lot of work. You know, most of us are so easily influenced by situations and people and, and oh, yeah. events in our lives. It throws us off balance. So it's really about training yourself to stay, you know, in your own space, to not be, you know, not affected by other people's energies. And that's not necessarily easy. That's it's why. Not. <laughs> That's why it's coming from you. Yeah, I'm telling you, that's why it's so important to be in a relationship with someone, you know, whose energy matches yours. And that's what the universe will give you anyways. But you want to be in a good space yourself and attract someone who's also in a good space. And energetically, it's just going to work so much better, right? Because you're going to feed off each other's good energy. And time, you know... In a, in the course of a relationship, different people, each person's going to go through their own challenges. As long as your baseline vibration, you know, is good, you can navigate that challenge together. You know, one person can be the stronger one for the other person or you switch roles. And that's just the teamwork that happens between two people who are just, you know, so perfectly matched and so healed. So that's what makes a relationship work.
2: Hey there if you haven't listened to our world vision episode how financial literacy transforms and empowers women this is your sign to go ahead and listen to it now because empowered girls empower girls and the bottom line is is just being in the same frequency so to speak right and for me so far i guess what works is gratitude really like gratitude is such a high vibe powerful high vibe high frequency and you were meant you were you were talking about lack a while ago right when i asked about this this fake energy that we sometimes get from people who try to you know um show us that they're all high energy and whatever and please correct me if i'm wrong but lack is the complete opposite of the energy that gratitude gives us right because when you're grateful it's not lack you don't you don't think about lack you actually think about everything that you do have and you acknowledge it and you are thankful for it and it's such a high vibe you know and when we are grateful for the love in our lives that already exists we feel good and we attract more things that feel good now what are your thoughts on this statement and what is the importance of gratitude in attracting the love that you
1: want you know many years ago Kara, I was in a class and I was asked to do an exercise it was self-work okay so I was doing it like in my own time But the question was, make a list of all the people who trigger you, you know, the ones who irritated, irritate you or frustrate you, you know, who create these kinds of, you know, feelings in you. Mm -hmm. And so I started making a list. And on my list, I had my cook at that time, who was someone who just irritates me at that time, was irritating me all the time. And I made a list of other people. And so you write down the name. So this is actually something your listeners can do right now. You know, or after Mm -hmm. the episode, is make a list of the people who irritate you, annoy you, trigger you in some way with some kind of negative emotion. And then write down why. Why does this happen? So I'll do it with my cook at that time. And I said, she irritates me because she never listens to what I say. Like I'll be like, you know, can you do it this way? And she'll do it the opposite way. And so that annoys me because I'm very particular about you know, my food and the nutrition in my house and, you know, making sure my kids get, you know, good food. Like, so um, the, ne- the third part of the exercise, so write down who you get annoyed by or triggered by, why? And then the third part is switch to gratitude. How can you be grateful for this same person who you are now getting triggered by? And so, you know, I took a minute and I was like, okay, I'm grateful that she's there. I'm grateful that she's cooking so that I can do what I like to do. You know, that I don't have that responsibility of having to cook for everyone in the house. Mm-hmm. And so when I brought gratitude into the equation and I allowed that energy of gratitude to kind of sit in my space, and I directed the energy of that gratitude towards her. And I'm like, you know, she must be the kind of I, I felt while I was doing this kind of exercises, I felt like, you know, she's doing her best. She's trying to do what she knows best. And there must be mm-hmm. reasons why, you know, it's probably the way she's grown up that she learned to have to do things her own way. And I started mm-hmm. to have a little bit of compassion for why she behaves a certain way. And it was switching to gratitude that was the bridge. With the gratitude that came in, I, I moved from this like irritation vibe to being thankful And then taking that a step further to be like, I think I understand her better now. You know, when I brought in gratitude, I can understand her better now. And it was very interesting is after that short exercise, it was like we worked better together as a team. You know, she started to follow what I would request. Like she would, you know, actually take that into consideration. And I started to maybe relay it to her in a a different way, maybe the way I was communicating to her Mm -hmm. changed because now there's a gratitude energy yeah you know there wasn't like a frustration energy there was a gratitude and in doing so our relationship changed okay so Mm -hmm. gratitude it's like kind of this mantra in my head shift to gratitude how can I shift to gratitude in this situation how can I shift to gratitude with this person And doing so changes your vibration because you go from triggered to now being grateful and thankful, right? So you take your vibration up, which then actually goes out and shifts the way they're gonna relate to you too, okay? Because you're relating to them in in a different level or a different energy. And so they respond back now with that kind of positive energy. And it just allows a relationship to progress, And so this Mm -hmm. is something that's important in your relationships, you know, and the people that you interact with day to day. It's important to remember gratitude when, you know, it feels like you're in that state of lack or you're in a state of being upset or angry, you know, frustrated, complaining, whining, all -hmm. those kinds of situations bring in gratitude and it changes everything. And it's such a small thing, right? It's a small thing to do. I think it took me five minutes To go through that exercise with my you know no i didn't have such a long list of people but you know it was enough (laughs) to make my life a lot smoother just from that short exercise and so there's a lot of great exercise yeah a lot of power and gratitude
2: oh yeah that's so powerful and you know and that's exactly what i feel like okay this your soulmate magnet program is about and what we've been talking about this entire time energy and gratitude for example is the high frequency energy right and you changing from trigger changing your i guess your energy from trigger to gratitude changed your relationship with these people because then you let's just say like healed that part of you and so the way the energy that you emitted was also different so good and then about with relationships if you shift your energy to a higher frequency maybe an energy of gratitude then you will likely attract people who also have the same energy
1: absolutely i'm going to add in another layer okay Kara, because you gave me a great opening so if i were to take it back further so we talk about my cook and i'm getting irritated because she doesn't listen to me right Mm -hmm. why am i even getting irritated because someone's not listening to what I want. It's because that person currently reminds me of other people who didn't listen or heed what I wanted. Right? Okay? And then you work back to when was the first time that I felt this way? And often, you know, I hate to be like a broken record, but it often takes you back to childhood, right? And uh-huh. I remember being a child who, you know, wasn't heard, Mm -hmm. you know, in my culture, in my upbringing, if you talk back to your parents, it's like, or if you say something back to your parents, it's like, you're talking back, you know, you're not supposed to talk back. So Mm -hmm. every time I wanted to express myself, it was like, I was being a bad child, right? Mm -hmm. Because I was talking back. So I wasn't heard. And so that feeling of like, people don't listen was something I'm carrying from a, a, a long time ago. And it's just triggering me because my cook is doing something that is already a trigger point. And it's not actually my cook I'm annoyed at or frustrated with at that point. It's the whole chain of people who I feel do not pay attention to me or did not heed me or did not or made me feel not important, not Mm -hmm. hurt, you know, like I did. That takes a
2: lot of work, though. Right. Like even being able to point that out and accept it and keep reminding yourself of that.
1: Right. Right. You know, it is, it is. And that's why it's, you know, this is a great reminder, right? Our conversation today is a great reminder, but you know, kind of putting that all together is a process. Okay. So I've kind of taken that understanding, Cara, and I said, okay, if I were to kind of make that simple to understand, how does it work? Okay. Mm -hmm. And I was able to take this kind of truth that I think shows up in all of our lives and put it into a process. So step one is release the past, okay? Step two is love and accept your present. And step three is now create or attract your future. And that's my process. I realized that's what I've been doing with every single client in all my sessions. And if I were to put that into a soulmate context, right? The first part of the equation is get rid of all the baggage. You know, get rid of all those faulty notions of what relationships look like based on what you grew up with, you know, that probably weren't very ideal, right? Get rid of all that pain, get rid of those negative patterns, get rid of like all those, you know, past beliefs, blocks, limitations that you're carrying into all your relationships today. Because if you're in a relationship right now and it's not working, it's likely not about that person. It's likely about what they're doing that's reminding you of a whole list of other experiences where you felt the same way, mm-hmm. right? So part one is get that out, work through all of that. And that's kind of the, the different forms of healing that I integrate from Theta Healing to coaching to, for example, that for the gratitude exercise. That's a great healing That's someone can do on their own. But so I work with people to kind of release that past. Then you move on to step two, where your vibration now has gone up. And it's about, well, I love who I am. And I accept myself. And I forgive myself for whatever regrets I had. I forgive myself for things that happened in relationships of the past that maybe I was, you know, blaming myself for. I was regretting or I was feeling disrespected But you're learning to kind of forgive all of that and release it and let it go. And just be happy with who you are. Just accept that everything you went through made you the person you are today, okay? So even though you had all these negative experiences, you are who you are today. And that is beautiful. So loving your circumstance, even though I'm single, I'm not with anyone, I am enough. You know, if there's no one there to buy me flowers, I will go out and buy myself flowers because I'm important too. You know, and I can do that for myself. So getting to the stage where I love and accept my circumstance, my status, and who I am. And then from that point, we start working on fears of getting into a relationship. A lot of people have, you know, I'm afraid I'll be cheated on. I'm afraid it's not going to work out. I'm afraid that it's going to be a burden. I'm afraid that I will not be loved for who I am. I'm afraid I have to give up my career. I'm afraid I'll lose my identity. So we have all these fears based on what we saw happened in other people's relationships or perhaps in our past relationships, right? So it's kind of clearing those blocks to love, which are, to me, all forms of fear. Mm -hmm. And when you kind of clean up all of that, your vibration goes up even higher. And now you're at the step three of the process, which is you're in that space where you can now attract and create your future. And I put people through a series of exercises, visualizations, coaching, to kind of create a new relationship vision of what they want in their life. It's like a template now. Um, And you took what you had and you traded it in for this like upgraded, more, you know, new and improved version, definition, idea of a relationship that you now think is possible for you. Step three of the process, you are now ready to magnetize your mate. You become the kind of person who can attract their soulmate. And that's what I call is bullseye. So that's really like the soulmate magnet program that I've just launched, which I'm so excited about. I love that! Okay, before we get a a little bit deeper into that,
0: well,
2: thank you for um, explaining the whole um, process already to us, right? But I just have um, a seeing it question again, because um, this is something that's very, very important. I feel like, yes, for single women who have not been able to attract the right kind of men or, you know, who are in relationships that they feel like aren't working for them and want to attract the right kind of people, but... What if they're already married? Like for married couples, Is this a kind of program that they can also kind of go through? Let's say, you know, they're good together, but sometimes there are just triggers. maybe yes, definitely something from their childhood that, you know, was brought up again in the and you know, in the marriage, and somehow yeah. they're having trouble, you know, just going around it and getting through it. Yeah. Is this also um, a kind of program that a married couple um, can go through? And that'll work
1: for them too? You know, Kara. I designed Soulmate Magnet for single women who, you know, have been in all kinds of wrong relationships or, and because I found out there's a lot of people who just haven't been in relationships for the last couple of years, maybe because of the pandemic or they're just so disappointed, you know, in this space. And so it's really designed for single women who are in the wrong relationships. They keep attracting that or they haven't been in any relationships Mm -hmm. for a while or at all to kind of clear their blocks and limitations so they can become that kind of person who will attract their soulmate. So it Mm -hmm. really is for single women. The whole program is designed for single women. Right. And every exercise, everything we do, everything I teach and all the coaching I do is for that. I am working on project number two, which is what happens after you find your soulmate okay right right, what happens after happily ever after um and that's more you know in the scope of how do you take a relationship um to the next level how do you maintain that love and that um free-flowing communication And how do you be in a relationship without bringing other stuff into it um Mm -hmm. and so that's going to be a different program Oh, I see, I see. I, yeah. do, I do work with couples and I do work with women who might be going through challenges in relationships, but I haven't quite put all of that into um, the, program. the program. I've really yet. been, you know, really um, so much like living, breathing the soulmate back <laughs> And it's something I've been working on for 12 weeks, which has wow. finally come, you know, to fruition. Um, so, yeah, so it's very clearly for women who want to attract that ideal life partner and they're ready to
2: okay. Because sorry, I just had to ask that because it sounded so powerful to me. And I feel like it could be like you said, you're working on another program after this, and it could this these steps could definitely work for all sorts of people. But for now, what you do have and that has been working clearly, is your soulmate magnet coaching program. Now, please, now you already kind of dove into it a while ago, but please, for single women out there who are who have reached this part of the podcast and who are very much interested in, in finding your soulmates and, and going through this program, please give them an idea on how it's going to go, how they can start, how they can get in touch with you um, so they can start attracting the love that they want.
1: Absolutely. So the program will launch in April. It is a group coaching program. It takes place over eight weeks and there are six coaching calls, normally one a week and we've got two break weeks. Now during the week, every person enrolled gets pre-recorded videos. They're going to do worksheets. There's some meditations and exercises I give them to do. And then we meet once a week on a call where there's going to be some coaching and healing and perhaps even some exercises. And so what I'm doing is I'm taking a group of people, leading them my hand through each step of the process. And what we're doing is really going through the big three, right? The release of the past, love and accept your present to get to a point where you can create and manifest your future. And you're right. That process actually is something that I feel is like my signature system. It's something that any program I do, I know I'm going to be following that process because that's what's worked for me for over 14 years of working with, I don't know, almost, um, I think I I must be at this point somewhere at about, you know, just under 10,000 sessions with clients. I I check every year. I update the number. Um, So I I know I'm pretty close to that now. So I've worked with a lot of people and I've realized that you can kind of simplify it and this is the process. So, Mm -hmm. you know, essentially it's a group program that I will launch once, maybe twice a year, but I'm definitely launching the first group coaching on April. Um, So I was just saying, uh, Cara, that, you know, you can visit bit.ly slash soulmate-magnet, and um, there's details there about what you go through in the program, what are the different um, modules and sessions that I cover, and it's definitely going to be, you know, a great journey of self-discovery, and you will build your self-esteem and self-confidence along the way. I also do lots of great exercises, so it's soulmate-magnet, bit.ly slash soulmate-magnet, and so I'm really, you know, I'm really excited to welcome people into the program. I did uh, do a beta version of the. I tested the program last year, and it worked brilliantly for people. And then I did kind of like a pre-launch one-to-one debut, I guess you could say, this January, which sold out in one weekend. And so now I am ready to open the group coaching version of the program, which is what the program was designed for. So, again, it is, you know, it is a blend of uh, videos, exercises, meditations, healings and coaching. And it happens over eight weeks um, with live coaching once a week and two break weeks. So check it out. Ooh, very interesting. So
2: cool. I love that. So it starts in April but people can start coming in now, right?
1: Yes. So people can already, you know, register early and then I do give them some bonuses if they register early and um, they can get started already, you know, because there's lots of cool stuff you can do before you start the program. This is going to be really
2: exciting. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for doing something like this, Sanaya. I'm sure so many women out there will be so, so grateful for having gone through this you know with you they don't have to go through a buttload of therapy anymore or wallowing or so much pain just to find their soulmates and find the love that they actually want and i love your three-step program because you know in the title attracting the love you want meaning if you still have a let go of your limiting beliefs and your blocks then you will think this is the love that you want and that is the love that you will attract so if it's right. you don't go through the three-step process where you shed off what what needs to be shed off and you love yourself and heal yourself and then you can attract your soulmate. If one part of that is not there, then it's not going to be whole anyway. So I love that. Thank you so much for doing this. I'm so excited to maybe i can sneak in a bit in your, one of your classes <laughs> or meeting someone who, who will be taking your yeah who will be taking your program but again this is this is so wonderful and i want to end this podcast like i always do with all of my guests and like we said gratitude is such a high high frequency you know high energy you know and i want to close this episode with that Always the man with you. But I want to ask you what it is that you are grateful for right now in this moment. Just kind of like leave it at that and also inspire our listeners to come from this high energy and high vibration of gratitude as well. So it can be one thing, two things, 10 things,
1: up to you. I'm grateful to the universe for the creative inspiration that I get that allows me to take everything I've learned, everything I've experienced and putting it, put it into something that I think will really help a lot of people. So I'm really grateful that, you know, this channel of love and energy and inspiration and knowledge and wisdom is open. And it's not just open to me, it is open to everybody. You know, I, I, I want to actually jump from this, Kara, to something that came to me while you were speaking, which is you said, you know, through the program, you, you know, you would initially you're in a relationship, but you don't know you're, you're in a relationship that may not be great. And through the program, you'll start to redefine, you know, what you really want. And so this quote came to me that we don't get the love that we deserve. We get the love that we ask for. So if you're in a relationship and you're not getting what you feel you deserve, it's because you haven't asked for it. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that is something that really, like, when I received that message in one of my meditations through the universe, it was like someone hit me with, you know, a brick, you know, a block, you know, in my head. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's not about what we deserve. It's about what we ask for. And what we ask for is, you know, what we're willing to kind of put up with. Mm -hmm. And if you're willing to put up with this relationship that is not working for you, then that's what you're asking for. But if you're asking for more, if you're asking for something different, then take action towards it. You know, and this this program is me taking action because I wanted something more. I wanted to be able to, you know, work with people in this kind of a format and kind of, you know, rally people on because my journey started with the soulmate search. My journey started with, you know, not having love and manifesting my soulmate. Soulmate is like the crown jewel, Of my life, you know. And Mm -hmm. so for me, it's like you gotta ask for more. You gotta take steps, you know, and everything will come to you, but you gotta take action. So it's very important to hold gratitude for what you have. And the other part of it is to start taking action from there.
2: Mm -hmm. Very, very important. Thank you. Thank you, Sanaya. Gratitude is just a huge part of it, a huge, a huge step beginning. And taking
1: action yeah. is kind of the closer. Absolutely. You have to be grateful for every experience you've had because now you know, you know what you want, what you don't want. You can be grateful for the experience, for what it taught you, for the lessons. You, know, you can be grateful for um, the situations that have maybe motivated you. It could have been mm-hmm. a negative situation, but it motivated you in some way. You grew, mm-hmm. right? So for me, gratitude is so important. So you aren't stuck and gratitude will like unstuck you right Mm -hmm. so if I'm like busy being irritated or frustrated at someone and I switch to gratitude now I can be more compassionate and I can move on and then after that I can actually now start take action taking action and in my case it was being compassionate towards someone so absolutely okay so what what came into mind when you
2: were saying that was that and the way I would like I guess put it simply is that I guess gratitude being in a space of gratitude and energy of gratitude would be your goal setting and then taking action and doing actually doing something about it will be your goal getting yes
1: Ooh, I like that
2: from goal setting
1: (laughs) to goal getting
2: yeah all right thank you so much I set my goal (laughs) to get Tanaya back on the podcast (laughs) and to start the year with her and I got it because I Thank messaged you, her. No, wait, did you message me first or did I, I messaged, messaged
1: you, you? You did? Oh, that's you. crazy. I did. <laughs> See? Yeah. I was like, Kara, I have this, you know, new program and I kind of, I want to talk about it, you know, because I'm so excited about it, Kara. Like I launched it in the first week of January on a Thursday. And I think by Sunday or Monday, it was like, it was full. And I'm like, oh, wow. but I still want to talk about it. I still want to like, <laughs> you know, I still want to like do some, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it was full and my, my slots got taken and I'm like, okay, but I want more, you know, I want to work with more people on this. I want to tell more people about this. I'm not done yet. And so <laughs> that's why I'm like, okay, let me call Cara. Let me see if she will let me, you know, talk a little bit more about this, this whole idea of attracting love and soulmates, you oh, know, since perfect. I'm so passionate about it
2: yes and i'd actually i i I sent you a screenshot of like a list of of all the episodes i want to do for january and february actually so you were kind of it was set for february Uh, i was i was kind of like setting it up for you know before valentine's but then you messaged me and i was like you know what let's do this now (laughs) let's start with this but yeah so there thank you so much again sanaya for your time (laughs) <laughs> I'm an, an, I am a ball of energy right now on the screen, guys. But, but thank you so much for your time. I am so, so excited for you to start your program. Again, single girls out there. I will put this back up again if you guys want to sign up. And you can contact uh, connect with Sanaya via her um, social media. How can they get in touch with you, Sanaya, or Instagram, yes. Facebook?
1: Yes, it's at Sanaya Gurnamal, And it's a tricky spelling, so I'll spell it out. It's S A. N-A-I-Y-A-H and then the last name so it's Gurnamal G-U-R-N-A-M-A-L so that's one word at Sanaya Gurnamal
2: Got it and for those who are watching us on Facebook right now you can see the link um, right now on your screens if you are listening to the podcast I will add it um, to the description, but you can go to the Facebook page, Karaya Regal, as well, to go and see. That's bit.ly slash soulmate magnet um, to go ahead and get yourself in this amazing program. I'm so excited for you, Sanaya. And I'm so excited for all the single women out there who will be experiencing this amazing program. Again, thank you so much, Sanaya Gurnamal, everybody. I look forward to having you on the next episode.
0: Bye, Sanaya. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so, so much for your time and energy. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Now, this is the part where you share the things, people, moments, whatever it is that you're grateful for today. I would love to hear from you. So please do get in touch with me on Instagram and Facebook at After 30 with Cara Erigel. I would love to see you tag me in your stories. If you do post this and please follow me on Spotify if you haven't yet. And also leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. That would really, really help the podcast. And of course me, a lot. And I truly, truly appreciate you. I am so grateful for you. Don't forget, be grateful.